give you a quick uh, 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 testimony real quick. That way you know who I am. But, uh, um, but how many know we got good pastors, amen? And on behalf of our pastors here, if you are new here, raise your hand if you're new. Please, if you're not to embarrass you, but just to see if anybody's new, amen, praise the Lord. Amen. If you're not, if you're first time, second time, third time, fourth time, however, amen, we're glad you're here with us. Come on, somebody. We're glad you're here with us. Come on, amen. We're glad you're here with us on a Sunday morning, and uh, we believe God's going to do something great this morning. Amen. So we just pray that God ministers to you and blesses you this morning if you're here for your first time or second time or third time, and uh, just blesses you. And if you're a member and you've been here for years, we pray that God bless you too. Amen. Uh, but we just really hope that you enjoy yourselves. You know, one of the things that my pastors really instilled in me is, is, is really to make you feel welcome, making the people feel welcome. Come on, somebody. Amen. Making them feel welcome, making them feel loved, making them feel at home. Amen. And I don't know about you, but this is a church that you can feel at home at. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You can, you can feel at home. You feel at home here? Amen. You feel at home and, and, and you just feel relaxed and you feel comfortable. Uh, you feel like you've known the people for a long time. And you might have just met them. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. And so that's the, that's the thing that you might come as a visitor but leave as family. Amen. Come on. Bless the Lord for that one. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn me to the book of Genesis chapter 1. Excuse me, Genesis chapter 12 or 13. Excuse me. 13. Genesis chapter 13, and this morning again, just real quick, uh, uh, if you don't know who I am, uh, I, I, I'm Pastor Jason, I pastor in the city of Pomona, and uh, come on somebody, amen, and uh, we're there in Pomona, and, and uh, we've been in Pomona since uh, November, December, around there, and we've been there for, you know, about four or five months, and um, we were in Chino for about six years, pastoring in Chino. And we had a good time in Chino, right there next to the men's home. We had a good time, the six years. God did some great things, and, and, and God brought people to the church and, and the home. You know, when we started, we started with nothing, and then we got two guys from the home, and, and we built from there. Amen. And we're going six years later, and now we just moved to, to Pomona, and we're seeing God do some great things in Pomona. Come on, somebody. Amen. God's doing some great things. I, I kid you not, it's just... You know, they, they, we, we've been focusing on, uh, on going out every Saturday, hitting the streets, and we got the, the church that goes and the crew that goes and hits the streets. And I kid you not, we've been getting new people almost every Sunday, new people just coming in and, and saying, you know what, hey, we're glad. And then the response from the people, come on, somebody, the response from the people is simply that, man, I feel so comfortable here. I feel at home here. You know, I've been here for years and been to churches, and I've been to churches all over Pomona, and no church has made me feel the way you guys make me feel. Come on, somebody. Amen. And I said, and I, I and just, I know we're, we're right where we need to be. Amen? But God is good. But God is good. But we're there in, in, in Pomona. My beautiful wife is back there on Sinner's Wall. Sinner's Wall. <laughs> I forgot who was that. He goes, I kick it back here on the wall. I'm like, okay, Sinner's Wall back here. Not even Sinner's Row, Sinner's Wall. Amen. But she's back there. Amen. You can wave hi to her or she can wave hi. Amen. I was going to have her come up and say something, but she knows most of you guys. Amen. Praise the Lord. Everyone there, though? I, uh, Genesis 13. Yeah? No? Maybe? Genesis 13? The Bible says here, we're going to read down the first four verses. The first four verses. Oh, excuse me. I lied to you. It is chapter uh, uh, 12. Chapter 12. The Bible says here in verse 1, it says, The Lord had said to Abraham, 
He tells them, leave your native country, leave your relatives and your father's family and go to the land, he says, that I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make you famous. Come on, somebody. Amen. How many know you're famous? So you're famous. Amen. Celebrities ain't got nothing on us. We're famous in, in God's eyes. It says, and you will be, listen, and you will be a blessing to others. I'm going to be a blessing to others. He goes, and I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you, he says, with contempt. And all the families, listen, on the earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham, listen, departed as the Lord had instructed him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he left Haran. Now go with me to the book of Joshua, the book of Joshua, the first chapter. Now this is all going to tie in in just a minute, amen. Joshua chapter 1, when you have it, say I have it this morning. And again, blessing to be here with you. Just want to thank uh, Pastor Reggie and Pastor Sonia uh, uh, for the invitation. Amen. For the invitation, uh, I believe they're they're going they're back there live uh, live at the Philippines. Amen. Or live out there. So I just want to thank them for uh, letting me preach this morning. It's always a blessing to be home. Amen. I I, I was birthed here in this church, but but uh, here in Genesis, uh, excuse me, Joshua chapter one. Everyone there. The Bible says, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant said, uh, the Lord's servant, excuse me, uh, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, and said, Moses, my servant is dead. He goes, therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan into the land I am giving them. I promise you, what I promised Moses, whatever, wherever you set your foot, he goes, you will be on land, you, you will be on land I have given to you. From the Negev wilderness and in the south to the Lebanon mountains, in the north from the Euphrates River, in the east in the Mount, Mediterranean Sea, in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. He goes, verse 5, everyone still with me. He goes, no one will be able to stand against you. And as long as you live, or as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses, I will not fail you or abandon you. Amen. Verse 6 says, be strong and be courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess the land. Amen. Look to your neighbor and say, you're the one. All right, look to your other neighbor and say, you're the one. Come on, somebody. Amen. We get through this a lot faster if you talk to me this morning. All right? Amen. He says, uh, he goes on, he says, be courageous. He goes, for you are the one that's going to lead the people of God to possess the land. He goes, I swore to their ancestors I would give to them. He goes, be strong, again, and be very courageous. He's telling Joshua, simply be a man. Come on, somebody. He says, be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful. Come on, somebody. Then you will be successful in everything you do. 
Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. Father, we thank you for just all that you're doing and all that you're about to do. We thank you in advance. Father, we welcome your presence. We welcome your spirit, God. We welcome the anointing here, Father. We pray that you would do something special within our lives. God, that we would leave different than the way we came in, Father. We pray your power again, your anointing, God. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people say, amen. amen. Give Jesus one more good clap offering, amen. Praise him. Amen. So here we're starting in the book of Genesis and, and get into the book of Joshua. And I'm going to bring all this and tie all this in, in a minute to get a better understanding. But this morning, if you're taking notes, I, I want to title this message, Fighting for God's Full Force Blessing. Fighting for God's Full Force Blessing. Say that with me. Fighting for God's Full Force Blessing. Now say this with me. The fight. Now say it. Come on. Say it. The fight begins... With me. with me. Amen. The fight begins with me. Are you with me? The fight begins with me. How many know that, or let me say it like this, I, 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 what I've learned over the years, what I've learned over the years, I've been serving the Lord about 30, almost 13 years, one of 13 years, I think this June, and what, I, what, what I've uh, learned is that we're really the problem, not the enemy. Come on, somebody, Amen. But I, I, I've noticed over the years that a lot of people, a lot of Christians, we want to we wanna blame the devil for everything. We want to blame the devil that the devil made me do it. Come on, somebody. Or it's the devil's fault. Or, you know, the devil put it there. Or the devil, you know, made me drive by the, 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 the bar, you know, or the, this or that. Come on, somebody. When I'm sorry to say, but really, come on, somebody, really, the problem is us. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so the reason I started here in the book of Genesis is simply for the fact that here we see in the book of Genesis, we see God talking to Abraham, which is Abraham. How many know who Abraham is or Abraham? We know that Abraham or Abraham is the very man that God uh, called upon and, and, and to, to leave his country and leave as we read and leave. And, and Abraham was the very man that God called upon and used and then blessed the people of God through him. Come on, somebody. He's known as the father of what? Faith. The father of faith. Come on, somebody. Amen. We learn, and as we read the story, how many of you have read this story? As God tells him to go, and he says, as you go, and as you go, he goes, as you be obedient to me, and as you're doing what I've called you to do, and as you're dealing with what you need to deal with, and dealing with, and fighting against what you need to fight against. Come on, somebody. He goes, as you do what I've called you to do, he says, as you do it, he goes, and as you do it, everybody else, every nation, every descendant, everybody else is going to be blessed because of you. Come on, somebody. Now, check this out. He says everybody's going to be blessed because of you. Because you, because you decided, listen, to do what I called you to do. You decided, come on, somebody, you decided to stop playing games already. You decided to be what I've called you to do, uh, be, do what I've called you to do. Are you with me? And so because of that, it opens the door to God's blessing within our lives. And then what happens is not only do we get blessed, but those that are around us get blessed. Come on, somebody. Those that are behind us get blessed because I'll tell you this, the blessing of God starts from the top down and trickles its way down. Are you with me? 
So again, we started here because here is the promise and we see that, that, that God is promising Abraham and then we find that Abraham is doing God's will and being obedient to God and doing what God had called him to do and, and then we find that there's he has sons and then Abraham and then Isaac and then Jacob. How I many you know what I'm talking about? And this blessing or this promise that God gives is something that carries on through generation and through generation and through generation. Are you with me? And it goes on, he gets all the way to Jacob, amen. Now Jacob gets the, you know, it carries on to Jacob, amen. And how many know Jacob really didn't even deserve the promise and the blessing of God? If you know Jacob, Jacob was a schemer, Jacob was a conniver, amen, and didn't deserve. But how many know that's how good God is? That even though that we don't deserve, God is a God that gives anyway. Even though we don't deserve our family back, God can give you your family back. Even you, though you don't deserve and I don't deserve a second chance, God will give us that second chance or that third chance or that fourth chance. Am I talking to anybody today? Come on, somebody. Even though we don't deserve, the God that you and I serve is a faithful God, a loving God, a God that wants to bless us, a God that wants to bless our lives and bless our children. Come on, somebody. He's a God that wants to bless us. Do you believe that this morning? So he didn't even deserve it, but yet God blessed him. Amen. See, I'm a person that has to constantly remind myself that I'm undeserving. Let me say that again, that I'm undeserving. I'm not saying that I walk around with my emotions on my sleeve or I walk around and say, poor me, or I have a pity party every day. Hello, somebody, hello, somebody. Are you with me? I'm not saying that. I'm here with me. But I know that I'm undeserving because I know that of the way I am. And I know that God is good. And I, and I, and it helps me to stay humble. Come on, somebody. I was sharing with this guy yesterday that, that, that came over to my uh, son's birthday party. And he was a big guy, man. This guy was huge, man. He was like, I was like, man, you know. He was taller than Pastor Reggie. My wife, we're talking about it on the, on the way here. And, and we're talking, and he says, well, what do you do? And I told him, I'm a pastor. And he goes, well, I, goes, well, I, didn't, I didn't see you. I didn't think, you know, I didn't really see you as a pastor. I'm like, I get that a lot. You know how much I get that. Amen. You don't look like a pastor. I was saying, what does a pastor look like? Uh, come on, somebody. Uh, show me what a pastor looks like. Amen. <laughs> right or wrong? Everybody, I mean, I mean, know that people, especially the people, it's always the people that are not saved that tell you, you know, what a pastor should look like. But it's like that with people that are not saved, they always tell you how to be a Christian. No? Oh, you're not supposed to be acting like that. How, how do you know? Yeah. Come on, somebody. But we're undeserving. My thing is that we're undeserving. Amen. When you start thinking that you're deserving, then you're going you're gonna to catch yourself and uh, uh, send yourself up for a train wreck. Come on, somebody. And you start thinking you're deserving, that you deserve. No, I deserve. Amen. I deserve a second chance. Or I deserve um, God excuse me, to bless me. I deserve for this to happen. I deserve for that to happen. I deserve for my family to be come back. I deserve for this. I des- no, we don't. We don't deserve anything. Come on, somebody. We don't. Right or wrong. So we see this picture, listen, of God's grace over Jacob. 
We see how God's, even though he was undeserving, God still continues to, to bless him. Come on, somebody. And this, now we've got this promise. God's promise to Abraham and the, uh, and the people and the descendants. It just continues to go on and go on. Are you with me? Now, God's promise was the promised land, as we know. The promise was God's promised land, or God taking them into the land flowing with milk and honey. I mean, oh, that just sounds good when you... Think of milk and honey. It just sounds good. Right? Throw a little milk, throw a little honey, throw a little caramel, throw a little chocolate, throw a little uh, 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 um, uh, ice cream, throw a little, no? Make y'all hungry in a minute. So God's promise was the promised land from milk and honey. From, from, from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, listen, Jacob had a son, and from among those sons, he named him Joseph. How I many don't know Joseph? Now, Joseph was the dreamer. How many know that Joseph was the dreamer? He was the one that was favored by God. He was favored by his father, that the scripture says. Now, his brothers became jealous and hateful of their brother Joseph. How many read that story? And they, 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 they conspired to kill him. Come on, somebody. And, and all these different things happened. Now, just for the sake of time, but listen, God's promise and blessing continued on through jo- jo- into Joseph's life. Are you with me? Now, after Joseph was sold, into slavery, God's favor and blessing continued with him. Come on, somebody. He became one of the greatest rulers and one of the great rulers in Egypt. I'm just giving you a quick a quick uh, recap of what's going on and taking place here. He, he, he goes into Egypt. If you know the story, he's sold into slavery and then they, they buy him and all that good stuff and that God's favor is there on his life and, and God opens doors and, and all kinds of great stuff is happening. Amen. And then at the end of uh, uh, in Genesis, you look at Joseph and you look at when Joseph died. And there, as you get in, as you get into the book of Exodus, the book of Exodus talk about how a new king begins to reign. A new pharaoh begins to reign. And that pharaoh, what happens is he forgets about all that Joseph was. He forgets about who Joseph was. See, Joseph was a, a shot caller in Egypt. But after that pharaoh died, the new pharaoh forgot totally about who that, guy, who that Joseph was. Are you with me? And so now what happens is because he forgot, the Israelites began to grow in numbers as we, we, we read. And we, as you read instead of the Bible, they grow in numbers. And then the Isra- uh, excuse me, Egypt begins to look at them and begin to say they're getting too big. They're growing too fast. Are you with me? He says if we don't do something about it, they're going to overtake us. Are you with me? And so this is, this is how, listen, Israel became slaves in Egypt. But keep in mind, listen, God's promise and blessing was still with them. And how many know just because you find yourself going through things? Come on, somebody. Just because you find yourself going through the fire and going through trials and tribulation and going through circumstances and going through financial problems. Come on, somebody. Going through marriage problems. Sometimes we think that God doesn't care or God doesn't love us or God uh, promise is not there. Are you with me? Amen. Regardless of all those things, how many know God's promise is still there? God's love is still there. God's calling is still there. God's gifts are still there. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so here we see that here they are, and and they're they're in slavery. And so here we see that Moses now is called to lead them out of the bondage. And God calls Moses, amen. How many remember that story? 
God calls Moses to deliver the people. And we, 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 we read how Moses and his generation, the things that Moses dealt with, amen. Moses dealt with insecurity. Moses dealt with, you know, all these different things that Moses dealt with. Are you with me? The people of Israel at that time, because of the rebellion, all these different things we see at that, that, that whole story, we see that they never enter into the promised land. They never grab a hold of the full force blessing within their life because of many different reasons. But basically, they never do. Are you with me? And it's not that God's promise wasn't there. It's not that God's blessing wasn't there. It's not that God changed because how many know that God doesn't change? We might change and seasons might change, but God doesn't change. Come on, somebody. Ain't that a beautiful thing that God doesn't change? Because, amen, he's not like you and I that we'll get it. We'll, 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 we like you one minute, get mad at you the next. Want you around one minute, don't want you around the next. Come on, somebody. Want to hug you and kiss you one minute, want to choke you the next. Oh, help me somebody. Talk to me. And how many know God's not like that? Come on. God's not like that. We, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can mess up and the next day, amen, think that God's mad at us and God says, I'm not mad at you. I love you. I care for you. You are my son. You are my daughter. Come on, somebody. Amen. You are my son. You are my daughter. So we find that God delivers the people. Moses gets called to, to bring them out. Amen. Bring them out. And we find that he brings them out, all that good stuff you read, but they never enter the promised land. Moses never enters neither. And the reason why was because of the people, the Israelites, the rebellion. Come on, somebody, the rebellion. And then Moses, because of Moses, Moses was influenced by them. Come on, somebody, are you with me? So it's not that God doesn't fulfill promises. Are you with me? It's not that God doesn't fulfill fulfill promises but it's us who prolong or even miss out on the blessings of God let me say that again it's not that God uh, 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 prolongs or or excuse me not that God uh, changes or not that God doesn't promise or doesn't fulfill but it's us come on somebody say say it's me it's me who prolongs it it's me who gets in the way it's me who stops it it's me who messes it up oh man come on somebody amen it's me. I'm, I'm the problem. I'm the issue. Come on, somebody. It's not my wife. Come on. It's not my husband. It's not my kids. It's not this. It's not that. It's me. I'm the problem. I wish somebody get excited up in this place. I'm the problem. Are you with me? So he's called to lead them out, and, uh, out, amen. So God delivers them. Listen, Moses and his generation, they never get to promise them. But listen, now we're, we're finding that as Moses dies, now there's this new leader. There's a new leader that God called upon to, raise, to, to lead the next generation to the promised land. So this is where we see so much. And this is where I begin to, as I begin to just read and just look at this, this is where I begin to see and God began to minister to me. See, this is where we see, because Joshua, now listen, now this is where Joshua was at. Now Joshua was in a place where he was either going to make the same mistakes as the last generation, come on somebody, or he was going to catch it. So listen, listen to me now, either Joshua was going to make the same mistake 
and he was going to uh, uh, do the same things as his 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 uh, 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 forefather did and as that, that generation did. Are you with me? Or he was going to come to a place and say, you know what? I'm not going to be like that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to miss it. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to miss out on the blessing. I'm not going to miss out. I'm going to do what God has called me to do. I'm going to be what God has called me to be. Come on, somebody. No, I'm not going to. I'm not. My family's not going to miss out. My family's not going to miss the blessing of God. No, 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 no. I'm going. I'm going to do it. I'm going to catch this. I'm going to catch the vision. I'm going to catch what God is doing. I'm going to catch the movement. Come on. I'm going to catch all that's taking place right now at Living Word. Come on, somebody. I'm going to catch this. Say that with me. Lift your neighbor and say, catch this. Now look to your other neighbor and say, catch this. What? Simply, what am I saying? That God has something great for your lives. That God has a blessing for you. That God has a blessing for your family. That God has a blessing for your children. That God has a blessing for your church. That God has a blessing for the city. Come on, somebody. God is getting you ready. Come on. God is getting you ready. Amen. God is getting you ready as a church and putting you, amen, and pushing you uh, uh, towards what he has for you. You guys are getting ready to step into your blessing, to step into your new building amen and I'm telling you you're about to see God do things that you've never seen him do before God's about to bless you God's about to take you to the next level God's about to take you places you've never been are you with me so listen God wants to bless you you got to understand that today Amen. And it's not the enemy that's going to rip you off. It's you who's going to rip you off. It's you who's going to burn you. Are you with me? Are you with me? How many one we got asked from? All right. Like three of you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many one we got has? Come on. How many one we got has? Come on. You don't want it. I'll take it. Come on, somebody. Pass it along. Keep, keep, keep it passing. He's called to lead the next generation. Come on, somebody, to the promised land. This is where we see. Oh, excuse me. I'm repeating myself so much. Amen. Listen, Pastor Edge used to tell me this simple thing. This simple principle within my life. And you don't know how much it's helped me over the years. Can I share it with you? You've you've had to have heard this too. He's always said you'll always see what to be. Okay, they know because I say, say it all the time too now. Amen. That's why I listen. See, when your pastor speaks, you gotta listen. Come on, somebody. Yeah, hello, somebody. <laughs> oh, that was for else or somebody. But he always says you'll see what to be, what not to be. And this is powerful. This is heavy. This is this is important. If you apply this to your life, because listen, how I many know in life you, you you have bad examples, you have good examples, right? 
And then when you have your bad examples, amen, instead of getting hurt, instead of getting taking it out on God, let me, let me give you an, you know, an example that, you know, because so-and-so is a certain way or because so-and-so acted that way or because this person acted that way, I'm not going to church no more. I'm not going to, I'm not going, you know, I, I, God is over, you know, all, 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 this, all this madness, right? And you take it out on God because, oh, a Christian shouldn't be like that or say a Christian shouldn't be like that. Amen. That, God has said, I had nothing to do with it. Amen. And so, if I would have, if I would have, if I would have been the person to hold on to things and 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 because so and so acted a certain way, I would have left a long time ago. I would have left. I would have left after the first week in the home at a victory life thirteen years ago. Come on, somebody. But I, I said, I'm not here for you. 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 And I sure ain't here for you. Come on, somebody. Amen. I, I'm here for me. I'm here to grab a hold of my uh, my, my my calling. I'm here to be what God's called me to be. Come on, somebody. Amen. I love you, but I don't got to like you. I don't even know where, where that came from. Praise the Lord. Amen. Real quick, let me, let me finish real quick. Let me get through these three points. Let me give you three points real quick. See, I've learned a few things over the years. Amen. And again, the first thing I've learned is that over the years I've learned that our biggest enemy is not the devil, but ourselves. I've known many that have missed or are missing, come on somebody, the, the, the fullness that God has for them, the full force blessing, simply because they cannot conquer themselves. Because they cannot, listen, now I'm not saying you got to be perfect. Now don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying you got to be perfect. I'm not saying you, you, know, you got you to gotta float. I'm not saying you got to walk around with the halo. Come on, somebody, amen. Uh, one of the things I always preach and I tell people, I don't, I, don't, I don't look for perfection, but I do look for progress. Come on, somebody, amen. I, do look, I don't look for uh, perfection, but I do look for progress. So just show me that you're trying. Just show me that you want it. Just show me that you're, you're, you're putting in some effort. Come on, somebody, amen. I always used to tell myself, I could either be the would have, could have, or should have. You know, I said, it said, do I want to be a part of the would have, could have, and should have, but never were? Or do I want to be a part, of, part, a part of the group that is and is doing? Come on, somebody. Can't conquer themselves. Are you your biggest enemy this morning? God wants to bless you. God wants to pour out into your life. God wants to give you more this morning. Come on, somebody. God wants to give your marriage more, your children more. God just wants to give you more. But can you deal with yourself this morning? Can you recognize that the problem is yourself, that the issue is yourself? Because if you can, then we can get to the next step. We can go to the next step. But if you can't recognize that it's you, then we're going to have a hard time. Are you with me? So he tells Joshua, listen, Joshua, read on in Joshua. As he gets to Joshua, he tells Joshua a few things. He tells Joshua, Joshua, 
As we go back to Joshua real quick, and I'm, I'm almost done. He says, Joshua, as I was with Moses, I was with you. And Joshua, you know, basically he's telling Joshua to do what he's called him to do. Are you with me? So not only did Joshua have to understand that he had to fight, listen, against himself, he had to learn that he had to fight, listen, he had to fight, or excuse me, he had to fight uh, 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 to obey God. He had a fight, the fight of obedience. Come on, somebody, amen. How many know it's a fight sometimes just to obey God? How many know it's a fight sometimes just to listen to your mom and dad? No, no, you can't go out. Come on, just for a little bit or just for a little, you know, no, now you're right or wrong. Now I'm going to run that fight with God. Oh, God, why? Why not? Well, why not, God? Right? The fight of obedience, okay? We have to be obedient to the calling of God within our lives. You know who you are today. You know the rebe- you know who you you rebellious one. You know who you are. You know who you are this morning. You sitting right there. You're rebellious. You know, and I'm saying rebellion, like, rebellious against God. You know God's called you and chosen you and wants to use you, and you're just you're just been rebellious. No, God. God says, "All right, you keep doing what you do. You're gonna keep getting what you get." Come on, somebody. And then we come, why am I still here? Why is my marriage still here? Why is my life still here? Why am I still here as a person? Why am I still here as a Christian? Why am I, come on, somebody, amen. Why? He right, come on, somebody. So he tells them to be obedient, and he tells them there, he says, basically, he says, Joshua, now the time has come for you to leave. He says, now the time has come for you to lead. Now the time has come for you to step up. Moses is dead. Now the time has come. It's time. Someone say, it's time. Right? It's time. No, later on, God. No, it's time. No, later. No, it's time. No, later. It's, no, it's time. I, I, I'll give you my all later. No, it's time. I'll give, my all, I'll give you my all later. I'll give you all my heart later on. I'll give you all my marriage later on. I'll give you all my, you know, everything later on. But right, not, not, not right now, God. And God says, no, enough is enough. Enough with putting it on. Come on, somebody. God said, I want to bless your life. I want to bless you like you wouldn't believe. Amen. And so God said, it's time to just, just surrender. It's time to stop being rebellious it's time to let me be God in your life and it's time to let me do what I need to do are you with me we have to fight against obedience it's something that we constantly have to fight against because you can start being obedient to God and as you're doing what God's called you to do and then it gets hard then you want to 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 be rebellious and run no just me No? How many ever just wanted to run? Why? Because quitting is always the easy thing to do. Quitting is always the easy thing to do. Right or wrong? How, 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 many, how many have ever quit here before? Every, everybody's hand should be up in this place. We've all quit before. My pastor used to tell me years ago, he said, Jason, if you don't stick it out, 
It says you'll never see what God has for you. See, when my pastor would talk, I listened. And those things I held on to, and so when it would get hard in my life, and you can stand with me, and it would get hard, and I would be there in the home, amen, the beginning of the home, and it would get hard, and, and, and I would struggle, amen. Then even after the home, I got married, and, you know, I struggled, and, 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 and me and my wife fighting, fighting, and, and, and don't have money, and don't have food in the fridge, and don't even have a car that's mine, and, and just, you know, going crazy, and just, you know, just wanting to give up, and, and wanting to call it quits, and wanting to just throw in the towel, amen. But I knew, I knew in my heart, and I knew in the back in my mind that if I quit, I go, I'm never going to see all that God has for me. Amen. I'm never going to see those children. I'm never going to see that blessing. I'm never going to see myself do God's will. I'm never going to see myself preach. I'm, ne- I'm never, I'm never going to do it. I'm never going to see it. So I got to stick it out. I've got to fight. I've got to keep on keeping on. I can't stop now. I don't want to stop now. And I'm not going to stop now. Come on, somebody. I'm in this to win it. Come on, amen. I'm in it to win it. And I'm in it to grab a hold of all that God has for my life. As every head is bowed and every eye closed. He says, Joshua, now is the time, Joshua, to lead. Now is the time. Now is the time to lead. Are you with me? No more putting it off. No more later. No more, no more now is the time to do what God's called you to do. Lastly, the Bible says that we, you know, that's uh, Lastly, we have to fight against our insecurities. Come on, somebody, our insecurities. Look at three and five, verse three and five of Joshua. He says, I promise, whatever I promise Moses, I promise you. And he says, wherever you go and wherever you set your feet, wherever you place your feet, he goes, you can know that that land is yours. Come on. He goes, you can know. He goes, wherever you go, it is yours. Amen. Whatever, whatever you want, it is yours. Be strong and courageous, he tells them. Amen. But simply what he was saying in a nutshell was that he got to, he had to learn to deal with his insecurities. Why? Because Moses was insecure. Moses, remember, had a speaking problem. And Moses, you know, he, he didn't want to do what God had called him to do. He didn't want to, he didn't, he didn't want to. Why? Because of his insecurities. Amen. So God was telling Joshua, Joshua, you gotta fight against the insecurities. Don't let that the very thing that almost got in the way of Moses get in the way of you. I believe this morning that you're called. I believe this morning that you're chosen. I believe this morning that you're blessed. I believe this morning with all my heart. Listen, that God has something great for your life. God has something tremendous for your life. But listen, you've got to realize this morning, listen, that the problem is us. The problem begins with us. Amen. And we've got to, listen, we've got to get right. We've got to give our hearts to God. We've got to surrender. We've got to let God be God. We've got to. Amen. So listen, you're here this morning. Amen. As I said, every head is bowed and every 
tonight closed. Listen, you're here this morning and you're saying, Pastor, God spoke to my heart. I realized, I realized this, this morning that I'm the problem. I realized this morning that I'm the issue. I realized this morning that God wants to bless me and bless my life, but I need to get out of the way. I, 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 I need to, I, I realized that this morning. I realized this morning, Pastor, I got all kinds of insecurities within my life that, that I'm dealing with, and, and I need to give them to God. Maybe you're here saying, I feel like I'm called to preach, but I feel like I'm not a good talker. Maybe you feel like I'm called to do more, but I'm not good enough. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, man, maybe your struggle is just being obedient to God, being obedient to the call of God within your life. And today you're saying, you know what, I'm going to step out and I'm going to step up and I'm going to be obedient to the call of God within my life. Today is a day that everything changes, amen. Today is a day that I walk out these doors and I am not the same person, amen, and I'm not going the same direction. Today's that day. Listen, you're here this morning, you're saying, Pastor, God minister to my life. I want you to come right now. I want you to come, and I want you to find your place here at this altar. Come on, somebody. Here, right here at the altar. The altar represents the feet of Jesus. And it's here at the feet of Jesus that we give them our problems, that we give them our issues, that we give them our struggles, that we give them our, our situations.